This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, June 2nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. Here's today's headlines. Purdue, stay in the right lane on Farm Bill. Crop insurance warning. Hashtag farmers thank Domino's. And OMB and Farm Bureau talking. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue is praising President Trump's decision to withdraw from the Paris Climate Accord. Purdue said the deal was not in U.S. interests and represented a willful and voluntary ceding of our national sovereignty. Purdue said USDA remains committed to digging even deeper into research that can help farmers adjust to the changing climate. Farmers have persevered in the past and they will adapt in the future with the assistance of the scientists and experts at USDA, according to Purdue. Administration plans Farm Bill involvement. Purdue used an event in Great Falls, Montana yesterday to drop some hints about the role he expects to play in the upcoming Farm Bill debate. In addition to providing the usual technical assistance to lawmakers, the Trump administration also would be offering advice on moving the Farm Bill from the left lane to the right lane a little bit, Purdue said at that Montana summit. Switching to a football metaphor, Purdue said, we're going to be right behind them on the bench or maybe in the press box upstairs saying, look out for that left end. Purdue didn't elaborate on what the administration's suggestions might be, but it's a strong suggestion that the White House will be pushing some ideological concerns. Purdue suggests crop insurance is being abused. Purdue also repeated a warning about crop insurance that he's been making in recent appearances. Purdue said that he doesn't want farmers making planting decisions with an eye toward collecting crop insurance, farming the program, as it were. Purdue said yesterday, let's face it, you don't buy insurance on your house hoping that it will burn down, do you? Then he went on to say, We've got to get out of the mindset that if I invest $1 in crop insurance, I want to make sure I get a dollar and a dime plus out of that. Insurance is insurance, and crop insurance is a safety net for when things and disasters and tragedies hit that make it where you've done everything you should have done, and yet the weather didn't cooperate. Purdue didn't say how that was happening, and he didn't cite his concern as justification for the nearly $30 billion in cuts to crop insurance proposed by President Trump's budget. Trump proposed to eliminate the harvest price option and to impose a means test for crop insurance at a cap on the amount of premium subsidies an individual producer could get. China beef protocol due soon. During a panel discussion with Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts, Purdue said the cattle industry will find out soon what requirements they'll have to meet to sell beef to China. Purdue said he expects the details to be released within the next two weeks. Pork producers say, hashtag farmers thank Domino's. The National Pork Producers Council is encouraging farmers to take some tangible steps today to thank Domino's Pizza for resisting pressure from activist groups on animal welfare issues. Farmers and ag businesses are being encouraged to order pizza from Domino's today and to post on social media using the hashtag FarmersThankDomino's and the tag at Domino's. WOTUS rescission process moves forward. The Office of Management and Budget is conducting a federal interagency review of EPA's plans to rescind and revise the waters of the U.S. rule. OMB officials are scheduled to meet Monday with the American Farm Bureau Federation and other groups to discuss the rule. 
AFBF asked for the meeting on behalf of the Waters Advocacy Coalition, which includes associations representing the nation's construction, manufacturing, housing, real estate, mining, agricultural, and energy sectors. OMB met with the Clean Water Network yesterday and also is meeting with the National Mining Association and other groups next Thursday. EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt has said he plans to rescind the Obama-era rule and replace it with a new rule, more along the lines of the late Justice Anton Scalia's opinion on the Supreme Court's Rapinos decision. EPA Extending Pesticide Applicator Rule States that certify applicators of restricted-use pesticides will have another year to comply with an EPA rule that originally went into effect in January. Already extended until June 5th, the rule now will have an effective date of May 22, 2018. EPA said it will also extend the implementation schedule associated with the rule, which allowed three years for certifying authorities to submit revised plans and an additional two years for EPA to review the plans and agree upon a timeline for the certifying authority to implement the plan. Over the next year, EPA said it plans to work with states, tribes, and other federal agencies, pesticide safety education programs, pesticide applicators, and other stakeholders to develop checklists, guidance, and tools to facilitate the development of revised certification plans and discuss how to effectively implement the certification rule. The agency also plans to conduct a substantive review of the factual, legal, and policy issues. CFTC chief promises to watch ag markets. The acting chairman of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, Chris Giancarlo, is considering ways to ease Obama-era regulation in the futures industry. But he also promised at the Montana Ag Summit yesterday to keep his eye on trading practices that have raised concerns with cattle and with grain producers. Giancarlo, who's been nominated by President Trump to stay on as permanent chairman, noted that the agency found no irregularities in the high-frequency cattle trades in 2015 and 2016. But he said the CFTC would continue to watch that market. He also praised the CME Group for altering its live cattle contract to alleviate capacity constraints that are affecting the contract after the last trade date, or LTD. The CFTC also is assisting the Government Accountability Office in an ongoing investigation of meatpacker practices and the cattle market two years ago, according to his comments yesterday. It is NAFTA time. It's well known that the Trump administration doesn't like trade deficits, but there's a strong argument to be made that some imports should be applauded. That's the case when it comes to beer, according to U.S. Grains Council, Montana Weed and Barley Committee, and the North Dakota Barley Council. Beer is Mexico's top export to the U.S., and that should be protected when the North American Free Trade Agreement is negotiated, the group said, as they welcomed a visiting group of Mexican brewing industry leaders to the U.S. this week. Regardless of what you think about Corona, Modelo, or Dos Equis, the Mexican brewers buy a lot of barley from the U.S., and that benefits farmers here. Here's today's He Said It. I don't want to hear about any young people leaving the farm because they couldn't manage price fluctuations from year to year. That's Chris Giancarlo, the acting chairman of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission at the Montana Ag Summit yesterday. Well, that is Daybreak for this Friday, June 2nd. 
AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.